Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award nominated podcast. Oh, we're only nominated again. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, wow. But not after, lo- not after one more week goes by. Yeah, one more week. I feel like I, it's weird because I feel like I've been gone for like a month, but... Because you have been. No, I haven't. <laughs> yes, you have. No, it's because we did the podcast live from the party in Santa Monica. So I haven't been in the studio. Uh, I only missed one podcast. No, I know. But like you've been gone like a plethora of time. I know. Like I felt like you were gone a lot. And I leave again Wednesday. Uh. So not gone from the show, but gone from your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. We haven't seen. Well, we saw each other at my birthday dinner. But yeah. aside from that, we haven't seen each other. No. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> there. Now that we're caught up. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, How was your birthday? 
It was good. Um, it was very low key. I just got I got back from Columbia the the night before, which was Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, no, the ah, country, okay, Cartagena, <laughs> Columbia. We went for a bachelorette party, and a few of our, my friends' um, birthdays were literally the same day on the twenty fifth. Um, so we went there. It was my first time. It was um, re- it was fun. Like it was so hot and humid, mm. and we went during rainy season, so it was probably cooler than normal. But man, the heat. And we stayed in the city, so there's a lot of walking around. But we did we we did go on um, like a boat ride. It was really pretty. But I did post something about the food being kind of plain. Like I didn't feel like the food had a lot of flavors, and I got such a huge response of being like, "You're not eating the right stuff mm. because Colombia has the most flavors in their food." So, I've always wanted to go. Don't you? Yeah, you said uh, Paulina and Sophia go all the time. Yeah, I'm like I am gonna go at some point around like because they go around the holidays. So I want to go one year when make a point to go. I think you'd enjoy it. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got back the night before, and then the the next day for my birthday it was very chill. Had dinner with my friends. Tanya somehow found some horrendous old photos of me and made them. Oh, as, I like, saw those. Place settings. <laughs> yeah. Those are so cute. So yeah. cute. Love a good memory. Good throwback of my hair. And my parents, so my dad learned how to um, transfer. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah. Um, home, old home videos mm-hmm. to a DVD. He stayed up till like three in the morning um, doing it for me so he could get it to me for my birthday. He really should have done Legacy Box, but what a guy. What a great guy yeah. to do that. <laughs> and so he sent me all the home videos, um, which was such a great gift. How long was it? Um... I think a little over an hour, probably. How did it make you feel? Great. I loved seeing like my parents' style, and mm-hmm. it was so weird seeing my parents with two kids, and they were like younger than me in the videos. You yeah. know, that's the thing when you see your parents younger than you are now. That's a real moment. Yeah, it's so interesting. But my mom was so trendy. Her outfits, like they're kind of like outfits that are back now, which was really right. funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really cute seeing like my siblings so little. I love that your dad did that. That is so cute. It was really sweet. Um, I keep track of my kids. So on the, on the, the the computer, the desktop computer at home is a folder, Alien Brooklyn videos, and it's divided by year, every year of their lives. There's like 12 to 15 in each folder. So they have their entire lives documented up to this point, which I think is common of a lot of kids these days. And that's going to be interesting how that kind of manifest itself with that generation mm-hmm. to have their totally. whole lives documented where I have no video. I mean, I have very few videos from when I was a kid and yeah. they're grainy yeah. and hard to really watch where these are crystal clear digital yeah. videos. It's 4K. pretty amazing. <laughs> They'll be able to see their parents when they were young uh-huh. and themselves as babies and all this stuff. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's funny because I didn't, like, my parents documented so much just on a video camera, you know? And, like, now we have so much access immediately, and it goes right into a computer. It's so easy, but... um, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when I have kids. I just had to buy, like, more storage in the cloud. I'm like, how is my cloud filling up? (laughs) I need to buy more storage in the cloud, too. How is the cloud? The cloud's supposed to be, like, the biggest bad boy out there, and I have to get more cloud space? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of what else has gone on. That was the last time I saw you was at the voting party. Yeah. That was a great night. We had so much fun. I still have your gift. It's in my car. Oh. But when we 
when we celebrate together. So the so Becca's going. Are you sorry? We're allowed to say where you're going to celebrate your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to Cabo. Okay, she's going to Cabo. I can't go because we're going to be here working and then New York. Um, but I want to plan something for just the two of us to do for your birthday. I would love that. You know, I love a one-on-one. I've I've really been. I was telling Tanya, I've been in this like weird. I hesitate to say funk, but I guess that's what, what do we say? Just like stagnant. Headspace, headspace. Weird headspace where I just kind of feel like level, but on the low side. Are you sans mojo right now? Sans mojo. Um, And I think what it all comes down to, if I were to like really pick it apart, I think it's because I haven't really prioritized my faith, which has always been like my foundation and been like that source of peace and stability. And I think I've um, kind of, I think what's happened is I've associated faith with the negative side of how Christians can act, which is like not mm. really fair to the religion or to, I mean, because in every situation you're going to have people who don't represent it well. Right. There are course. plenty of people of all religions that give that religion a bad name. Right. And I think I, I just like, kind of just had a moment of being like, I don't want to, you know, uh, that's important to me. I have a relationship with God, but I'm not going to like, I don't, in a weird way, didn't want to be associated with those people, those few people, you know? So, um, but I think I've definitely noticed it in my life that it's not a priority and that it's something i feel like I'm lacking in my life. So we did talk about it because Tony was like, how are you? What's going on? And I went to say like, oh, I'm good. And then I was like, I'm fine. But I'm in a weird, I feel very stagnant. Like I feel very stuck. And you know me. And then I like dig in. I'm like, how? Let's get, let's get well, to the bottom of Well, because like this. if you look at my life, it's like what could possibly be wrong? Like you have, you just came out with a clothing line. Like you just went on vacation. You're going on another vacation. You have amazing friends. And it's like, I get in that way too. And I'm like, I'm not, I can't be sad or I can't feel stuck because I have so many good things going on, but it, it is what it is. Like, it, and so, um, I don't think it's, it's not like you're, I don't think you're complaining about where, like, your life at all. I think yeah. that's a very, I don't want you to, like, diminish the way that you're feeling because, yeah, you have a good life. Like, mm-hmm. in perspective, your life is good. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to be in a, a funk or to realize, to come to the awareness that, like, you're, you're lacking in something. Mm-hmm. And I think balance is a big, a big thing for a lot of people. And m- maybe your life is just being a little off balance right now. Yeah, it does. I think I feel a lot of pressure from certain things and I, I can't, I, it's hard to like, I've, I've found it hard to enjoy things I should be enjoying because I feel stuck. And I was saying how a few weeks ago, I kind of was in this similar headspace that was kind of came on to me from obviously different things. But after the senior butterfly thing, like I really got in my head about so many things. And it's like, I keep, I'm like the kid that keeps like, getting on the tricycle and like falling off the tricycle. And it's like, how many more times am I going to get on this effing tricycle, you know? And so I kind of got into that headspace. And for me, I really had to just like, I had to hone in and like every morning when I wake up, I listen to worship music. And anytime I'm at my house, like now when I'm at my house, worship music's on in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been reading my Bible more and like kind of just being, putting that in the forefront and mm-hmm. just trying to like listen and just be more like in that, in that, headspace Mm -hmm. and it just completely turned my mood around yeah 
there's something to it. And so I was like trying to like encourage her just to kind of do these things and start like adding it back into your daily routine because there is power in that. Yeah. And I think that's specifically what I'm missing out of my life. But I think for anyone listening, whether it's faith or whatever it is, like finding what grounds you and what you consider your foundation, what brings you peace, what brings you comfort, like getting back to that is, um, I think changes your view and your mindset in your daily life. Mm -hmm. But I'm still, I'm in it. Mark was like, how are you? And I was like, "Eh." yeah, no, you like wrinkled your nose. Like, "Eh, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Whoa, something's going on here. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like acknowledging that I'm in this place and doing what I know to do to help and fix it. But, and just know it's temporary. Yeah. I mean, it always is. Mm Mm-hmm. My mojo always comes back eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to this, I was on the phone with Becca, and one of my girlfriends bailed on me last minute to go to this party. What kind of a party was it? It was a birthday party. It was a tracksuits and tequila. Love it. I know. It's really going to be the next theme to my quinceanera. I don't know. Quinceanera. <laughs> 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 wow. Unexpected. But I was like, oh, I already had like, my makeup on, and I was like, already had my outfit but I was like I don't want to go alone and I'm like screw it I'm gonna go to this party what does that sweatshirt you're wearing say modern woman energy yes I know and it's so funny because it's like I really can like I do a lot on my own like I do go to like work events by myself but like work events I'm like I'm always gonna know somebody and this was a friend that I know socially so I didn't really know who was gonna be I didn't know anybody initially that I knew was gonna be there so it was really like I was walking into murky murky waters (laughs) And I was a little bit uncomfortable. Becca was like, just go. Just, just go. Tanya just, knows everyone. No matter where she goes, she finds people she knows. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you will know people. So I go. And I'm like a little bit nervous in the Uber getting. And then I walk in. And sure enough, within one step in, ah, my friend Patrick's there. Ah. Like all these people that I know are popping in. I'm having a blast. I'm making friends with people from Australia that I had in the line at the bathroom. I'm like, this is the best party ever. I had the best time. And I was like letting loose and having fun. And I was like, you know what? I just like want to encourage people if things feel scary or like you don't want to do something alone. Sometimes like, and it's like, I can go to concerts alone. I can do so much alone. But for some reason that party was like intimidating Mm -hmm. to me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I did and had the best time. I'm so happy that I did it. I'm proud of you. I would not have gone. Like, I don't go to social things alone because I'm like, <laughs> I hate that feeling. And but it's like a themed birthday party. It's like, oh, it's not, you know. But I just had confidence. Well, the thing is, Tanya, if, even if I go with Tanya somewhere, she flutters around. Like, she, I get left in the dust because she sees 20,000 people she knows and goes to greet all of them. So she doesn't need that support like I do go I'm like you're fine go you're gonna have the best time yeah it brought a little mojo back I'm not gonna lie it is weird there are certain places where it's a little weird to go by yourself and I think concerts are one of them I think people around a person by themselves at a concert are a little weirded out by that person I've gone to concerts alone so you're looking at the wrong but that's girl. different because you know the people you get to go backstage you know the artist like isn't that a little different I don't yes, think so. It would you go to a, it's completely different but what I'm saying is would you go to a concert where you didn't know the artist by yourself I think I have, yeah. I've done that a bunch too. Yeah. And, and I'm a weird looking guy by nature. I mean, everywhere I go, people are uncomfortable. Well, that's another element. Is single guys, are, yeah. guys by themselves is weird. Like I go to baseball games when we're traveling with Ryan. I go to baseball games by myself. 
parents do not let their kids come anywhere near me. <laughs> like the Did kid will have, have a baseball yeah. and like roll toward me and the kid's like, no, 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 leave the man alone. Like I'm just watching a baseball game. I'm not a predator. I just came to watch a game. But there's something creepy about that. Like for example. Like if you're swimming in a pool by yourself. Swimming in a pool by yourself is weird. In the wintertime in Wisconsin, we all get very stir crazy. We get cabin fever. I'm like, I got to get out of this house. I want to go for a walk or something. I try to get my wife to go for a walk with me. She goes, you know, I got this going on. Just go for a walk by yourself. No, can't be the weird guy roaming the neighborhood can't be that guy you just can't if you don't have a dog with you yeah. it's weird to roam the neighborhood by yourself yeah oh yeah shades are going down curtains saying. are closing you yeah. know what i'm saying i see a guy walking yeah. alone i'm like is he walking near my house uh-huh. <laughs> guys have it so hard <laughs> yeah you guys guys just have it so hard yeah i feel so bad me real. too what's <laughs> it like to be paid more than, the, than everybody <laughs> I, re- I remember asking dean because you know he like does this travel alone and I'm like do you ever get scared of going on your own and he's like no Becca but I'm a guy he was like I don't have to worry about the same things that you have to worry about and I'm like "Mm." but people are probably creeped out by him Weird loner in a van. I mean, the fact that he's so gorgeous <laughs> helps, but the fact right, that but he just... It, slightly uh, helps. Maybe it helps completely. <laughs> <laughs> so if I looked like Dean and I was roaming the neighborhood by myself, it wouldn't be creepy anymore. I'd be no. like, oh, still, hello. No, no I'm no, still, still creepy. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Where is he getting close? Is he getting close to my place? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is he heading over to that middle school? I mean, it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary's here. So why don't you talk about what we're doing later in the show? Before Gary comes in. Don't tell anybody. What do you mean? Do you want to say what we're going to do? Are you talking about the phone calls? Mm-hmm. So the People's Choice Awards are this coming Sunday on the 10th. And Tony and I got invited. Oh. <laughs> a low five and a high five <laughs> for that. Um, and so we both got a plus one and we were trying to decide how we wanted to... Um, who we wanted to take or how we wanted that to work. And we decided we wanted to invite two of our loyal listeners. So we're going to call them uh, later on in the show and ask if they would like to go with us. (laughs) It's so exciting. It is exciting. And there's a small part of me that hopes they say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy that night. (laughs) Why would you Wouldn't that be funny? I think that'd be funny. Not funny. Okay, fine. So next... Gary Gennetti, and he brought Brad with him. Yes, his uh, husband. Brad Goreski, mm-hmm. and then after that, we'll make some phone calls. Great. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the company that's making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles? Obviously, I own a pair. Well, on top of that, they're crazy comfortable and they're fully machine washable. Yep. Rothy's has quickly grown to a most loved gotta have them brand. They have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish. They're sustainable, comfortable, washable. They're the perfect flats for life on the go. Um, they're stylish and comfortable, like we said, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. I love something with versatility. Totally. I love, you always wear your little camo ones. They're so cute. I personally love that they're machine washable. Like, I love a shoe that's machine washable. Nothing makes me happier than a shoe that I can throow in my washing machine. Like Marathi's. Um, So you have the camo loafer. Mm-hmm. I love the point because they have so many fun colors and they're comfortable. And flats are hard to, like, wear in a lot of the times that these come ready to go. That's right. And they come in so many colors, prints and patterns. They're available in a range of styles. They have sneakers. They have the loafers, like I said, and the points. 
and so much more. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. And like I was saying, they're fully machine washable. Every time um, they need a refresh, you can just simply toss them in the washing machine. It's kind of like getting a fresh pair every laundry day. Um, Rothy's own and operate their own manufacturing workshop, so they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus, they ship directly in their shoebox, so there's no unnecessary packaging. I don't know any other companies who do that. Um, these are feel-good flats in more ways than one. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges, so there's no risk, no worries, and no reason not to try. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash Becca. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Becca to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability, these are the shoes that you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash Becca today. <laughs> Tanya, would you? She's beaming with joy at our guest in the building today. Would you do the honors? I will. Oh, I turn my mic on. <laughs> and that's how disheveled I am. Okay, so everybody, we have Gary Janetti in the studio. Yay! And Brad Goreski. Hey, Scrubbers. <laughs> guys aka one of my favorite power couples in hollywood oh thank you <laughs> power couple yeah. wow. who knew <laughs> I, I thought you guys were like the power couple us yeah yeah moments. <laughs> <laughs> well we're not nominated for a people's choice award oh that's true that's we you do guys have are. that leg up yeah but also neither of us have a best-selling new york, new york times, times oh. best-selling thank you becca thanks becca thank you for bringing it back to me <laughs> i felt like you were itching for the attention <laughs> i to was thank you <laughs> always um, that's a big deal though yeah Thanks. Yeah, it was great. I just came back from my book tour and, and people were amazing. So many people came out who follow me on Instagram and it was just kind of this really great experience and it was super fun and I'm super appreciative of all the people that kind of came out and supported me and bought the book. And you like you, Tanya. <laughs> I like I love that. I'm sorry that you pre you pre-ordered it. I totally would have sent you when I thought I did. I'm you definitely did, because we did the list together. Okay, we did. Okay, it's just well, something then it's somewhere, it got. Yeah, there's an extra one floating around somewhere. Obviously so happy to support. I've been I think <laughs> I pre-ordered it like in September or something. Oh, yeah, you got really it nice. real early. I got it really real nice. early. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But it, I think what's so sweet is like when you got the uh, New York Times bestseller, Brad called me and was like we did it. Oh, we did yeah. it. I was like, that is so, like. That is so sweet. I love your relationship because you both just champion each other so much. And it's, like, such a beautiful thing to see. Thanks. We were stressed. <laughs> <laughs> we really wanted it. I was going to say, when you're writing a book, there's got to be a level of disappointment if you, like, your goal is to be on that list, right? You know, I didn't think, um. I actually didn't think in terms like that at all. When you know you're writing it, it's just like how do you write a book? Uh -huh. you know? So it was just about finishing it and getting it done. It wasn't until the idea of it <laughs> got into my head <laughs> and we, you know, it started to come out. It was like well, that would be really neat <laughs> if that could happen. And then mm -hmm. I'm a very competitive person, so I'm like I really kind of you know I was really hopeful that um, it would happen. So it was kind of, it was a very nice surprise. Wow. Was it hard? Because you just came back. You were gone for a long time for the book tour. About 12 days. 
It's called Do You Mind If I Cancel? Do You Mind wanna, If I yeah, Cancel? I call it, Do You Mind If I Cancel the Book Tour? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, cute. Yes, I got a lot of like, you showed up. I was like, I did. <laughs> and I wouldn't have named it. Do you mind if I cancel if I knew how much I was going to hear <laughs> everything I show up for? It's like, you didn't cancel. I was like, ah. <laughs> Are you known for that? Are you a canceler? A bailer? Uh, you know, I'm not known for it, no. I don't tend to make, we don't tend to make plans, but myself specifically, because I make less plans than Brad, I don't tend to make plans that I don't want to cancel anymore, so I'll usually not cancel them. Mm -hmm. But even though I'm always so happy when somebody cancels plans, I, if somebody, if somebody, the worst text you can get if somebody says, I might have to cancel plans, I'll let you know in an hour. Because as soon as I hear the might, I'm like, it's canceled, it's over, it's done, I'm staying home, I'm watching TV. You cannot now text me back in an hour and say, we're all good. Because I'm like, I'll, um, I'll pounce on that text and be like, don't worry about it. Oh, my God. No stress at all. I totally understand. Let's do it another time, okay? Like, I'm you. Yeah. Like, you are me. I am you. Like, I live for the I might need to reschedule yeah. text. Yeah, you send me that or rescheduling it. You're, yeah, you're like, yeah, we're you done. You can't. Don't here. tease me like that. Not and Tanya's not that way. Oh, yeah. So. How is somebody not that way, Tanya? <laughs> not that way at all. Wait, but we're always so okay if we have to, like, cancel. Totally. Oh, does she act okay with Totally. The thing about Brad is that, like, whenever Brad and I make plans, we show up, like, on time. Yeah, that's like, true. If you're five oh, yeah, I'm on time. Yeah, you are on time. I'm Five minutes is fine. I'm a five minute window. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of rare in LA. Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. Do you think people are always late? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very, always... like, I'll leave. <laughs> Ten but minutes. other people I get too. Stressed. I left. I didn't know if you were coming, so I left. <laughs> five minutes and you're gone? <laughs> Not five minutes. Oh. But I've, it's the I've been known to leave. rule, right? Isn't that the 15 minute rule in school? If your teacher doesn't show up within 15 minutes, class is canceled. You I never got to experience that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. My teachers were always there. Is that like a Canada thing? I think so. <laughs> no, we had that. We had, but it was, I don't think it was ever official. But that was what the students yeah, yeah. told each other. Yeah. 15 minutes, we get that's to go it. home. Yeah. That's not actually true. Yeah. Oh. I don't think so. I would can I leave. Curse? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. We'll bleep you. Oh, you bleep. Oh, cool. mm -hmm. Yeah, but just, you know, don't hold back. Yeah. Good to know. Um, there is one thing that I wanted to mention about in the book. You say, um, like, the people that you want to tell off when you win your Oscar. Yeah. Do you, who are the, like, when you were kind of coming up in your career, were there people that kind of told you, like, no or? Uh, no, it's not about people. It's not about adults or anybody in my career or in Hollywood or anything like that that I want to um, kind of get back at. It's about the kids who made fun of me in school. You know, specifically this one kid, you know, in, in it. And it's kind of like me waiting 40 years for my revenge, basically. But I think that's like so cool for people to know, you know what I mean? That are like in it right now, dealing with people like that. Yeah, that. Like, look at you <laughs> that now. if you yeah. work hard and you plot and you plan and you scheme <laughs> for decades, eventually you will have your revenge. If you, you harbor will... that resentment uh -huh. towards someone, yes. you will be a New York Times yes. bestseller yes. eventually. If you nurse it long enough, to figure out what to do with it. You you can time something perfectly and, and get back at anybody in your life. Yeah. I just wrote letters to people that I resent in my life, like literally a week ago. It was the best thing ever. Really? Currently? Not, yes, but I didn't give them the letters. I just wrote them for myself. Oh. Mm -hmm. Where did you learn? Like, was is that like a Oprah or a Dr. Phil? Like, who it's told a workbook. It's like a workbook okay. that I'm doing. It's Brene Brown. <laughs> okay, I knew it came. I mean, I figured I'm just it came. Out. I, just, I, like, oh, I don't know. Is it work? 
Um, yeah, I felt like so much lighter after I did it. It was kind of amazing. How many of those letters did you write? Ten. Oh, wow. oh you that was a, a lot, lot to carry. Yeah, yeah, wow. Harry <laughs> has one. And I don't have ten. <laughs> if you sat down, I'm sure you could think of ten. No, no, of course. No, no, I have many, many. I'm Italian. We never forget anything. I never forget a slight. You know, I everything is recorded. You know, it's all in there, waiting. That is so good. Italian and gay is a deadly combination. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we don't forget double, anything. Double whammy. <laughs> um, I just also want to talk just a little bit about well, uh, Brad, you guys did like a Q&A on his Instagram story. Oh, yeah, just yesterday. Yeah, and I actually really liked some of the questions because I've always wondered some of them too because you guys have been together now for 18 years? Yes. Yeah, oh, just over. Just over. Um, I do like to just kind of hone in on like just being in a long-term serious committed relationship because it's kind of what we're all striving for. I mean, yeah, it's the goal. There were, I can't, my, there were so many questions. Like it was crazy. We, I think we only ended up doing like 10 because like, like 300 came in. It was nuts. Cause there's something just very funny in general about your, um, Dynamic. Your dynamic, yeah. Like the filming him eating food is truly, I think I could watch it. I think yeah, I could watch I Brad filming why. Gary for <laughs> days. So well, you'll be able to this summer <laughs> on HBO Max with Brad and Gary go to. Did that come from yeah. the yeah. story? Yeah. So yeah. That, that was quick then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, we didn't. I never would have ever thought something <laughs> like that would have happened. Or, yeah, would never entered our minds. No. I mean, I didn't even know anybody would, would watch it. He was filming me in Italy, eating and filming us on vacation. And it was not anything that I did other than to be a good sport. Because <laughs> I didn't even know people were, like, it was popular until we were on the trip. And you were, Brad was telling me that a lot of people are engaging with this. And I was like, really? Oh, it's like it's so the content funny. I never knew I needed. <laughs> it's so simple. Like the concept of it is, I don't know why. I'm the same way. I watch it and I'm so fascinated, but I don't know why I'm sitting there watching it just like, give me more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that seems to be the general consensus. Cause even yesterday I put up like three stories of him like eating a donut or not eating a donut cause he didn't end up liking it. But <laughs> the chocolate taste. People cheap. can't figure <laughs> out why they want to watch it. Like yeah, they yeah. can't, they, they know, nobody can actually. <laughs> Me too. I one, can't figure it out either. So. One of my, I, I wish I agreement. could remember her name, but I told Gary, she said, I think Gary might have been poisoned in a, by food in a past life. Maybe. Like, I think if we did maybe some like past life kind of investigation, that maybe he was like poisoned in a former <laughs> life, which is why he has to sniff test everything. <laughs> I'm afraid it's gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a picky eater, so I I like what when I'm watching you, I'm like I I can relate to what he's doing here. Is it texture? Is it te what is it? <laughs> textures, a lot of things. That some textures I I don't like and I'll never eat. I don't like anything. I don't like flesh. I won't eat. I'll oh. eat a hamburger, but but I won't eat steak. I don't like um I don't like cut that cutting the texture of it. So I won't eat that. Yeah, like when but I'm I'll eat, eating one. I'll eat one, a hamburger because it's ground meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm eating, because I like steak. When I'm eating one, he'll be like. 
that's a re- that's that's a really big piece you cut off there. Yeah, you it eat is. that whole his, piece. He cuts just... off his pieces are too big to put in your mouth. You're supposed to cut off a smaller piece. That's how people choke. And then I have to hear it, and I know what's fleshy and what's going on. So he eats steak when I'm not around. It's true. I he go never away, eats he steak when he's steak. home ever. Yeah. When he, the he, first thing when he went on book tour, the first night I was alone in the house, I made a steak. I was so happy. I don't even want to see a remnant of it. Uh, or or it's the smell too it'll be like oh it smells beefy down here or did you just cook eggs it smells eggy okay like yeah it's like the morning i don't mind the smell if i was going to be eating it though so we are like if i was making eggs Uh for myself i don't mind the smell but if somebody else is making eggs like if i'm opening a can of tuna fish for myself i don't don't mind the the smell but if somebody else is Oh, I, never, I don't know why that is. No, I <laughs> never way. eat tuna at home ever because I can't deal with the smelling. Where's the tin? Did you pour the yep. stuff down the sink? The, the garbage disposal smells like tuna now. Take the tin outside and put it in the recycling. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, right about all those I'm things. I'm never going to eat way. tuna again. I don't think I'm alone. Ever. Do you know what? You you kind of remind me of like, I don't know what the animal is, but is it an ostrich that's just like very elegant okay, and like, Stop it. Well, I don't know what the animal is. <laughs> we don't need to go further. I thought she was going to say I thought like it was going to be some attractive celebrity. <laughs> like, you remind me of Brad Pitt in Legends yeah. of the Fall. <laughs> Not <laughs> an ostrich. Me, Joe Black. There's Jeez. something yeah. mysterious about <laughs> yeah. him. I'm a human being, Tanya. No, because I always go back to the one day where we had these Girl Scout cookies in the, in the uh, office. Oh, yeah. And Gary takes one. And we go back into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, I see like a little bite of the cookies taken, and it's put in the fridge. Like it's like this is so like. I like it things cold. It was too. I like so it. temperature texture. Well, it was it probably was a peanut buttery one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The peanut butter has to be cold. Put it in like the refrigerator. If it's it's too, it's weirdly. Te- yeah, I like it cold. Then I like. Why? It like more. I literally I wanted... saw it and I was like crying, laughing. I still cry when I think Wait, about it. Wait, we insta story that. I, I don't even know. I don't remember I did it. I saved the rest for later. Yeah, it was like this little tiny nibble, and then he like put the rest of the cookie. In. But like, it wasn't on anything. Nothing. The cookie was just bare on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Half of it. What was it on? It's not gonna put a plug gonna waste a plate for a cookie. (laughs) Just eat the cookie. (laughs) I did eat it. I came back for it when it was cold. People like ask I, I the thing is people ask me if it's like annoying or if like being with someone who's so picky is like like do it does he annoy me? And I'm like I never I, it's, I didn't notice for like the first 18 years that his eating was weird. Right. Until people started pointing it out when I was filming him, like, why does he smell it? I'm like, I don't know. I never really, I never really know. It just is like, his I don't thing. smell everything. I don't smell everything, but just if I'm curious, some things I won't smell. Anything, I though, won't that's smell not, a hamburger. Anything maybe. that doesn't come from our kitchen, usually, though. Like, if we're out somewhere, you smell it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> Can definitely. you smell just, like, poison? <laughs> what? <laughs> if something, if I don't like the smell of it, I'm not going to like the taste of it. Yeah, but sometimes it's a question has, mark. Like, a weird like, secret or if it has spice. a weird smell, some some things I don't I don't like some spices and things and that ruins the thing. I like things to be normal. Like if it's like a hamburger, I want it to taste like a hamburger. I don't want it to be like, and we put our um, truffle aioli on it. I'm like, well, you ruined it. Because I don't want, I tru- I, how about we put ketchup on yeah. it and I put my own ketchup on it. Now there's this flavor on it or, or um, like a 
a rosemary kind of thing. I, I hate, hate rosemary. That. Don't put them on French fries either. If I'm going to eat French fries, I'd like it to taste like French fries. You don't don't presume to put another truffle, thing yeah. on Truffle it. fries yeah. are not truffle elegant. Or rosemary on the fries. No. They're All I want elegant. is salt on my fries. Correct. Yeah. And, and then some Thank sauce you. to dip. And Heinz Same. ketchup. Not the ketchup you make in the <laughs> no, restaurant. No Thank fancy you. organic. No, because no, I'm going to tell you it's going to taste like crap. Ketchup. Your homemade tomato special ketchup is the worst. I can tell you I'm going to hate it. Don't even bring they, it out. They have, like, at the hotel we stay at in New York, oh, they the have the special ketchup, that, that ketchup. But they have a reserve of yeah, Heinz. Just bring me ketchup. Yeah. That's what everybody wants, by the way. Am I crazy? <laughs> you do you have siblings? I have a sister. <laughs> so you're the you're the only boy? Were you did did your parents tend to your needs growing up? No. No, I You're got... lying. Your mother would make separate dishes for you. You were a disa- a nightmare. Becca, no, is the answer to the question. Sometimes with some things. But no, I was forced to eat certain things. I was forced I to eat. Felicia caller, right I don't care. I was forced to eat pork chops and things that I didn't like. Lamb chops, fleshy things that I had to cut. I didn't I didn't like that. I'd have to eat it. When, as I got older with certain things, like I didn't like Anyway, no, I wasn't catered yes. to. She, your mom way. would make like separate dishes, like pasta with meat sauce, and she would make my aunt Marie butter. made separate dishes. For me. <laughs> my mother did like she sometimes would hold the sauce off for me, but and I could sauce it. I didn't have to have sauce on things, but I was forced to eat things like kids were. You have to eat your stuff. <laughs> Gary's having a hard time. With but the they microphone. didn't. When I started to gag. When I started to gag, they let they let me alone. Yeah, all gag. you needed was a little performance, and you were off the. No, hook. but I really was gagging. <laughs> I used to have to gag too. Yeah, I remember yeah. those days. Yeah. Like, anyway, I don't know how this got it. so intense <laughs> about. So Everybody intense. has their stuff, I think. I think so too. Everybody has their thing. I think that's what maybe people relate to because I'm I'm not afraid of saying what I like and don't like. Totally, you're not afraid of the judgment. No, everybody I don't else care. is. No, I'd rather that than to have to eat something I didn't like. Flesh. Do you send do you send a um plate back if you don't yes. like it at a restaurant? Yes. See, I don't have that. I just Yeah, go, but oh it's great. Yeah, I will send I I'll too. send something back. It's a horrible thing. I'd rather not though. It's not I'm not like send it back. No, I'm, because it, it interrupts happen. the rhythm. Then everybody's then eating be and then you get yeah. your plate when everybody's done cuz yeah. they never they punish you when you send it back. Oh, yeah. They and do then something like, to the food it. and then they put like an extra 5 minutes mm-hmm. on. I don't like when they don't write down your order though because it stresses me out the whole time. And I always know I have like like a hamburger from getting it, it has to be well done and if it's not well done I can't eat it. Mm-hmm. So and then if they don't write it down, what's the first thing they're going to forget <laughs> that the hamburger's well done? Uh-huh. And then it comes back and usually they make it like so there's like blood kind right. of thing in it. Pretty and then I can't looking. eat it like yeah. that. So they have to start from scratch with the hamburger and then I have to eat alone. And then, yeah. you it's know, just, everybody else Everything's ruined. So the like, nitro. That, that happens a lot. Um, do you know what else I love about you guys? No. Tell us. I love that you just kind of like let each other do your own things. Yeah, always. Yeah, I don't care. He's not the boss of me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I do what I want. I know, but it's very, it's a very healthy way of, of being in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like I don't, Maybe you guys don't see that it's so special because you're in it, but like I see a lot of codependent people in relationships where it's like they literally can't do anything separate. And I think it's really healthy that we're you guys are very codependent and co-independent, independent. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not codependent. The only thing he just likes to know timing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He really likes to know the timing of my arrivals and departures. But other than that, not like where I am <laughs> okay. in that interim, but like what time I'm leaving and what time I'm coming yeah. back. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't well, think that's unusual. Well, it's because it's the truth. It happens yeah. every day. Well, that's a normal, though. You would ask the same thing of me. I never ask when you're coming <laughs> home. No, you do ask I, every time. Whenever. That's a lie. You do, of course, any person who asks. That's like, those are like normal, basic questions. What time are you going to be home? Is like the, probably the number one question <laughs> asked in a couple. That is probably the number one and question. And then what's number two? But, I don't know. What are we having for dinner? What are we having for dinner? <laughs> do y'all cook? A, Brad cooks. I do. Yeah. I, I, he cooks 90%. So. You just know what he likes and doesn't like, and yeah, he yeah, I like likes what Brad my makes. cooking. Because oh, that's it... great! <laughs> yeah, I do. Honestly, I like. Except when you did that one dish for a while that we didn't like, the the curry thing. Oh yeah, he didn't did like it. That. But we tried the it spices. out. We tried it out. It didn't work. But you did it for a while before you admit it. You didn't like it. Or... My lack of <laughs> spice <laughs> knowledge really helps. Right. Like oh, it's not. Yeah. I'm not like a master of like like putting spices together mm -hmm. super basic it's, it's like, like a pinch of this oregano and, mm -hmm. garlic powder yeah. onion powder yeah the powder yeah really i like helpful. brad's turkey chili it's really good so good yeah i like it it's just but simple. i remember when you were like writing this book and and brad would be like oh oh we have to like be quiet because like gary's writing right now and he has a deadline i just thought i don't know i just like think it's so cute that you guys just like <laughs> I don't know, like no one care. I, is it just yeah, me doesn't being like, everybody do that? Yeah, Tanya, that's a no, that's a what should be a normal relationship is being respectful and supporting each other. Yeah, and... no, nobody's happier for Brad's success when something good happens than me. Totally, like, and nor should anybody be mm -hmm. happier than me. You yeah. know, I I wanted him to succeed always in everything that he does, and I'm the most proud of him than anybody. I mean, I think I I. I yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, same. Be, that's why, like, you know, writing a book is a big deal. Yeah. And it's especially when you're like an actual writer and you have a 20 year history, 25 year history writing things. And then for you, TV, for if TV, I'm a, write, a writer would normally write a book. Right. It's but the then thing. you it's sit down like, especially and especially since I'm a plumber and right. Yeah. <laughs> No, but Especially I mean, like, actually sitting like, well, down yeah. and writing a book is, like, it's a big deal because your profession is being a writer. So it's not like, you know, it was important what you put together and what you put out there to establish you in this, like, different... A, a different arena, arena. TV writing. Yeah. Those listening. A different arena. Most people listening might not know that I've been a sitcom writer for 20 years and I've never written a book. Everybody right. knows you're a sitcom writer. I don't know. What well, we'll know. let the people know for a little show called Family Guy. <laughs> I don't know. You may I don't have know heard of it. <laughs> I would never you presume. I don't want to. I don't know think the average person can rattle off a bunch of TV writers off the top of their head. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I guess I just assume like the scrubbing in listeners, they obviously they know and they love Brad so well, so they obviously know and they love you so much too. Well, I am pretty well known, so <laughs> that. there are people that do know that I'm I mean, I, yeah. I can't um I can't see a photo of Prince George without hearing the sarcasm that must be Yeah, I know from. I can't see a photo of him either without without hearing, you know. Your your voice the, in it. It's the character so real to me, so it feels very much every time. What would you do if you if you got to meet him? I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I don't think I, don't think I have happen. to worry about that. Should explain the connection for anyone who isn't following Gary on Instagram, which they should be. Yes. So Agreed. Gary's Instagram Scrubbers. is 
basically Prince George's voice. Is that how you would describe what you do? Yeah, it's just Prince George's as this kind of egomaniacal, little tyrant, bitchy, petty, little um, celebrity-obsessed monster whose <laughs> take on uh, the rest of the royal family, pop culture, the world. So I kind of treat it like a TV series, you know, and there's little, every post is like a little episode of his his kind of take on the world. Yeah, like his reaction to stories or photos of exactly. him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really funny. It is you do, so I funny. Mean, it's quite brilliant. It's the only thing like it, you know, which is cool because social media is very, um, what's the word? heavily saturated with all the same thing over and over again and that's the only account that i know that's like thanks so yeah well i always like to do something if somebody's doing something if a lot of people are doing one thing i'm more interested in what's going in another area Mm -hmm. like so when i started doing instagram it was more like what can i i just want to do something i just want to have fun with it i don't want to do what everybody else is doing if i'm good or else there's no reason to kind of do it so i just kind of was playing around with it at the beginning text posts and other kinds of memes. And then when I saw these pictures of George on his first day of school two years ago, he was so expressive. So I started writing captions for that. So it kind of just organically evolved just in this way when people started responding to it. And then as soon as Meghan and Harry got engaged, my first thought was, oh, George isn't going to like this. (laughs) And he kind of reacted lustily. And then it just kind of took off. It's like so fun. It's to the point, though, where I feel like you've entered my psyche because whenever I just see photos of him like on Daily Mail or whatever, like I will put, I will be like, oh yeah, he's pissed right now. Like, That's I'll, like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I'm like, I like oh, that. <laughs> I know. People, it's a weird thing. People, so people weird. now see him the way that I've written him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it's like to be inside your brain. Like, what do you think it's like? Busy. <laughs> busy. Busy. I know. What does it look like in there? I don't know. It's very tidy. I imagine it being very organized. Yeah, Yeah. I I like things to be organized. So there's a lot in there. I don't like clutter. Right. I kind of can focus on like one thing intensely and then I have to put that aside and focus on the next thing. Intensely. Yeah. Wait, so like how long did it take you to actually write this book? Seven months. And apparently it takes people a day to read it. <laughs> I was like, I well, everybody's like, I just finished it. I just started it and finished it. I was like, ah, it took so long to write it. <laughs> Jesus. I think <laughs> he was really um, most alarmed, though. I read it while we were on vacation in July, and I picked it up and, like, I was like, I'm done. He, he was like, he was like, you finished it already? <laughs> no, I, I knew like, that was a yeah. good sign because Brad doesn't read a lot of books. I like, don't. finish them a lot. You know, his, uh, his, uh, so I was like, oh, if, Brad can, if Brad's going to read it in a day. I mean, granted, you should because it's me. And what you who, imagine I, was I still writing haven't it finished it. Yeah. I started in July. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm almost done. <laughs> but it's nice. It's, so, it's nice it's that, so people good. Can read it, that people read it quickly because it's nice, you know, that people are reading it and will con- mm-hmm. and continue to and read it. And they're kind of people are a nice really devouring the audio book, too. There have been a, there's been a lot of feedback about that, too. Yeah, I do the audio. Is it your? Is it your voice? It's me. Oh God, yeah. Who else would read it? Yeah, yeah, it's my life. Nobody else is. Yeah, I think it it makes such a difference when it's the author that does it. I think so too. I mean, you know, especially when you're writing something that's a memoir, which this basically is autobiographical essays from you know my childhood and my young Gary years. Uh, So yeah, who else to read it? But it's also when I write, I hear something a certain way in my head. So I'm writing the way I hear something in my head, the rhythmically. And to get to 
actually do the audiobook. It's kind of like a like a marriage of those things, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So now, it, so I think people are, so people have been like, oh, I kind of get the way it's supposed to be read almost mm-hmm. because of the way you read it. What, can you give the, um, like our listeners, what, I know you said it's a memoir, but what years, like what happened in those yeah. that was significant? Well, when I was a kid, you know, I think a lot of it is about, it's all from before I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. when I was 28, and, and I floundered a lot, and I was lost a lot. I was a very lonely kid. I didn't have any friends, and I had a very active imagination because I watched a ton of television. So my real world was the world of TV, mm-hmm. you know. My actual life was just getting to my TV shows. I always think of my, my life was actually the commercial break, going to school, anything else that I did. But I was always waiting to be in front of the TV, you know. Anything else was was getting in the way of that. And then when I was in my 20s, you know, I, I wanted to be a writer and I, and I knew I wanted to do that and I wanted to be an actor and all those things that every most, you know, all I don't know one gay person who didn't want to be an actor, you know, when they were young. We all want, we all want it. It's all like, it's it's like dying to get on stage. But it was, I didn't know how to make anything happen in my 20s. So it's a lot about all the survival jobs I mm-hmm. took and the service industry jobs I took. And, you know, it was all this kind of trying to figure things out. And in my 20s, I, I could not figure out how to get from here to there. You know that, mm-hmm. that thing. It was a really tricky time in my life. And um, so that's the time that I write about. What When was the, um, it's probably in the book and people might need, obviously need to get the book to see to hear about this but what was how did you get from that of wondering what am i doing to being a writer it's not really in there it's more that something kind of happened when i was i was working at the paramount hotel for a couple of years and it's a, a for those of you that don't know at the time uh in the 90s it was a very trendy hotel it was the like one of the first boutique hotels and it was opened by Ian Schrager who created Studio 54 and then he went to jail for tax evasion when he came out he was like hotels are the new discos and it was like it was like the coolest place in all of Manhattan to get a job at the Paramount Hotel so I get a job there because in my mind I'm thinking this is where actors stay this is where writers stay Mm -hmm. this is where people in fashion stay this is where everybody stays so if I get a job there I'll get discovered you know I didn't know Mm -hmm. what I was going to get discovered for (laughs) I just figured like just get a job there get in front of these people Mm -hmm. and they'll know what to do with you you know it was this kind of delusion of how things worked Mm -hmm. and the longer I worked there the more I kind of it curdled into something that was fabulous into something that was kind of like unhappy you Mm -hmm. know like how do I I, it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. and how do things work and I kind of had you know a little bit of an Oprah moment which I very much believe in aha moments because I had one so whenever she did them on her show I'd be like Oprah's right I had an aha moment but I did and I write about this moment in it at the end of when I'm working at the hotel something that kind of made me realize you know, you have to sometimes look at yourself and be really honest with yourself and say, I've been doing things wrong. I've been thinking backwards. I've been thinking my life was going to come to me. I have to go get my life. Mm -hmm. Nobody should care more about anything than I do about it, you know? And then it was after that I started, you know, I I wasn't writing during this period because, you know, I was afraid. Like most Mm -hmm. of us, we get, we're afraid to do the thing because we don't want to fail or, you know, the voice that you hear that says you're not good enough Mm -hmm. or they'll laugh at you, whatever the thing is, you know? 
know, it can prevent us from moving forward. So I had once I really had a moment where I had to say, like, you have to stop lying to yourself and you have to realize that you haven't done anything. You're pretending you're doing things. You're pretending things are happening, but you're afraid to do it. You, you know what you need to do. And I moved to L.A. and I started writing and I and I just started with like a ferocious focus of like I wrote every day and I was like, I will not stop writing until it happens. And from the time I had that moment and I was working at a hotel within like eight months, I already I had a, I was working on a TV show in L.A. Like it was like I was that crazily driven wow. like the opposite of how I had been mm -hmm. you know so passive like that's how active I got my once 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 I realized you know what I need to I do, love that ferocious like, focus it was I've like never... and it hasn't and I haven't stopped it you know yeah. that's been going on now for 25 years you know that like once once something clicks with me it took a long time <laughs> but once it once it clicked it clicked wow yeah, but it's everything about that. It's like you have to do, you have to do the thing. You have to be, you have to, it's okay to fail. I fail, I fail last week. I fail all the time. You know, we yeah. all fail and continue to. And it's such a thing, I think you, when you're in your 20s, that it could be this fear, mm -hmm. especially now with the, the social media, you know, we didn't have, but it presents everybody's life in such a way, because obviously we're putting our best foot forward. Even when we're on vacation, I'm like, don't take this picture. It's not sunny. I don't, nobody needs to know it was a cloudy day. Yeah. Wait until tomorrow. It's supposed to be sunny. It needs, it should <laughs> curate it so it looks fabulous. Yeah. But the truth of it is we were on vacation when it rained for a day, you know, whatever it mm -hmm. is. And I think when you're young and you see other people on social media, and I'm not even talking about the Kardashians or people that have that level of, you know, fame and wealth. Talking about just in general, it's a it could be a tricky thing to say, like, why can they figure it out and why can't I? Right. But sometimes, you know, it's just it's an illusion. And in order to figure it out, you've got to fail and be willing to fail and be able to pick yourself back up and, and keep going. And that's you know, the most important thing. And I think sometimes when you're in your 20s, you're afraid of that because you think you're going to be the only one mm -hmm. or you're the only one who feels like that. And that's what so many people in their 20s, which has been so great for me, have come up to me, you know, on this book tour saying, I relate so much to everything. I'm you now. I work at a hotel. I work in a restaurant. I'm that thing. And that's kind of, you know, universal. It's this nice thing that connects us all. Mm -hmm. It's true, though, because you go through this thing where you're, you think if I try this and I fail, then how am I ever going to do anything again? Because I'm horrible at that or whatever. It didn't work out. And I think that there's that fear. But the fear of being stagnant and not moving forward is almost so much. It's way worse it's than worse. like trying something. And the worse. chance of either it working out or failing is better than just standing still yeah, in whatever totally you're worse. in. And sometimes when the worst thing happens, it's almost a relief. You're like, okay, it happened and I can move yeah. forward. Yeah. My my fear of it was worse. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the fear is always worse than the actual failure. Yeah. The like once if something doesn't work out, it it's the yeah, it's that relief of like I'm alive still. I made it through. <laughs> now I can just keep moving forward and try the next thing or try again, whatever it yeah. is. So yeah. But people, yeah. I think everybody can relate to it on like so many different levels too. You know what I mean? It's like career and love and life. And like, there's all these, you know, aspects that a lot of people can kind of fumble through, you know, like for me, it's like, I just look at Instagram and I just see like people are getting engaged every five seconds and they're having other babies. And I'm like, I literally can't get past a third date. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's totally. the same thing. Like, it's like, you just can relate to whatever aspect or, or area of your life. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, thank you so much for the time. Everybody go out, get Gary's book. It's called Do You Mind If I Cancel? He is a New York Times bestseller. So now you'll know why. Order the book. Thanks or listen God. to it on audiobook. <laughs> or listen to it on audiobook. Do you know, prefer I'm, if people, like, does it matter to you? I'm so it's, I'm so happy if somebody bought it, listened to it, or says, no, it's so nice that people would come out and support it. I'm super grateful. So no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Great. We love you guys. And you can follow these beautiful men on Instagram at, at Gary Janetti and at Brad Goreski. Yes. <laughs> Anything else that's coming up that you can tell our scrubbers about? think so you mentioned the hbo show yeah no i think that's that yeah that's it <laughs> we got it all in there <laughs> thank it you all guys in. thank you for being here i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. They're so funny. So funny. <laughs> I love the dynamic. It's funny because Brad is like different when they're together than like when he's on his own, he's like, you know, has such a huge personality, but I know he was giving Gary his time yeah, to shine. And I think that's what it is. Like, it's like Brad wants to help him in any way that he can with like book sales. And like, I mean, if you knew when he was like on the tour, Brad was like hyping up that tour more yeah. than anybody, yeah. you know? So it's like, he wants to support as much as he can, but he also wants to like, let Gary have his moment, which I think is I so know. cute. I know. I love them. They're I know. so funny. Um, this is totally off topic, but I went to a wedding this weekend and I wore a thong that was like supposed to like suck in, you know, like the Mm -hmm. love handle area. And I don't know why, but the part, the part of the thong that makes it a thong, like cut me. (laughs) That sounds awful. And so like all night when I'd sit and it would rub, I was like, I mean, I have a cut and I, I thought I was being dramatic, but I legit have a cut. That reminds me of my wax lady. We'll get back to this. Go please no, continue. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No need to come back to it. Is it, oh. is it up high? Or yeah, is it's it... at the very top. Well, that's like... better than it could have been. Yeah, yeah. it could. There's plenty it could have of been worse. vulnerable spots to get cut down there. Yeah, but it it's like un, it's very. I threw them away. I was like, as There's you should. No, I've worn them before, and the same thing happened. Like I don't even know why I own them still. I bet you those were not third love. I was just gonna say, stick with third love, and that will not. They'll happen. never happen. No, it was not third love. It Mm-mm. was garbage. Yeah, <laughs> in the garbage. Good. What about your waxer? Yeah. Oh, so I like met this like I don't know. I'm just having like really good luck with my waxers lately, but. Um, she was so cute and this was coming off of your birthday dinner where everybody was talking to me about Hinge and she oh, yeah. was saying how she's like really doing well at Hinge. It just inspired me. I got on Hinge. How's it going? I mean, it's great. It's not like I'm like actively in pursuit right now. I just kind of wanted to see what all the hustle bustle was about. Mm-hmm. And it is actually, I think going to be, I think it's my favorite one. I like Hinge. Yeah. I like, I'm not on a Hinge, but when I was on Hinge, yeah. I liked Hinge the most. Yeah. Tony and I talk a lot over the course of a morning. And so then when you do the podcast, I'll ask her a question that I know the answer to just to kind of lead her in that direction. Uh-huh. Tanya, are you getting any particular occupations more oh. than any other on him? <laughs> I was going to bring this up too. <laughs> I think because I have Grey's Anatomy and I, I need to ask somebody that works at Hinge if this is actually like accurate. 
But I have Grey's Anatomy in like one of my answers to one of my questions. Mm -hmm. And like every three to four guys is either a surgeon or a resident or like some sort of in the medical field. Get on it. What are you? Are you matching with them? Yeah. But I just find it so wildly interesting that like. Yeah, that is funny. I think it's because I have Grey's Anatomy. Why do you, where do you have Grey's Anatomy? I need to know. The question is, um, I'll, I won't shut up about. <laughs> oh, and that's I wrote a long list. My, no, I wrote my love for Grey's Anatomy and friends. Mm. Are we caught up on Grey's Anatomy? No, I was just going to say, oh, I have guys. a very discouraging thing to say. Oh, no. You're out. I haven't watched in weeks. Oh, Becca. And like I'm, I'm down to have a day where I like sit and just catch up on all. The Why don't episodes. you download some? I think you can download on Hulu now and then watch them on the way to um, Cabo. That might be exactly what I do. Because you might, it might be binge time. I think it's binge time. I think you can skip like one. Oh, Itai, take it easy okay. over there. But you know what? What I haven't missed is Temptation Island. <laughs> oh. I. I'm so obsessed. Like I literally wait for Friday because it airs on Thursday. But how many I wait episodes for the have Friday. they had so far? Four. I'm not caught up on Temptation. It either. is like a dumpster fire, but beautifully <laughs> shot. Yeah, totally beautifully like shot. So awesome, and you're just like watching these couples just destroy their relationship. <laughs> like I have literally been reading and writing so much that I haven't watched television. Because you're doing your workbook, yes. Calling in the one. I feel like I have homework every night. Yeah. Do you like? I feel like you're the kid who liked homework. Yeah. That doesn't. That's not a positive thing for no, most people. No, I say did that. not like homework. But this is like homework on myself. So it's like I'm really into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just imagine you being like the teacher's like, okay, you can take this home and finish. You need to finish it at home, and you being like, yes, <laughs> homework. But if you come to my house right now, like it's very much like my kitchen counter is like. <laughs> Because a lot of it is like taking stuff from magazines, you know, ripping things out of magazines. So it's like as I'm looking through, if I don't have space for it that day, like I'll put it in a pile and save it for the next day or whatever for my journal prompts and stuff. So it's just like a full on kids counter. <laughs> wow. I, with rings the and like glue stick and glue scissors stick. and yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. I, I listened to the podcast or the, the girl who I can't remember her name, Mia, Maya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mia Fields. Yeah. That we talked about in the last one about how she met her husband and how it all happened. Um, You are her. (laughs) I was like, I literally did not think anyone else did the things Tanya does. And this girl's like talking about things that she did to like, you know, manifest her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like vision boards and stuff. Yeah, or just like, yeah. Or like she said, what did she say? She would... Go to she buy cologne or what was it? She yeah, bought? she bought something that was like for something the man in her life shouldn't have one, but she was like, there will be. Yeah, you emptied, you emptied a drawer. I emptied a drawer. My, yeah, it's like my top drawer next to my bed. But it's so funny because like I'm getting these God winks. Like the other day I was running. I have this route around my house. I run it like all the like. It's not like a route that I just. It's it's my route. And like I said, I've been being very intentional about my worship music and like praying and just really like honing in. Just the other day, I'm running down my path and I see this bus bus that's out of nowhere. It's a giant bus that's painted and there's a sign that said almost there. And I was like, I see you, God. Carry on. Almost like there to your house? <laughs> to my man. To, oh, oh, to your man. Yeah. Almost there almost to your there. man. It just said almost there. Isn't it's a school funny? bus. 
Yeah. It's never been I would have thought that like on a run almost there would be like, I'm al- you're almost finished. No, but that's not what I'm praying about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really crazy. And so I'm actually starting to like write all these things down because I'm like, they are going to make sense one day. One day. I uh, yeah. Can I give you this email quick before we call these uh, people? Because oh, yeah. uh, we have to take a break again here soon. Um, it's from Lindsay and I found this fascinating. By the way, she says it's because of this podcast and this Facebook group that I mustered up the courage to go on my first date in years and meet my current boyfriend of 11 months. Isn't that sweet? Before our date, I kept repeating quotes that Tanya says, like, I'm a freaking modern woman. I can do this. And he's lucky to be going on a date with me. And I know my worth and I'm not handing out any discounts. That's right. I walked into that date confidently and the date lasted so long, we shut the restaurant down. Here's where the trouble's beginning. We're planning for our future together. He's 27, I'm 23. We've always been extremely honest and upfront with one another about everything. I knew he had a past. I knew he slept with a lot of women, and I was okay with that. That's who he was, it's not who he is now. But recently I found out he once slept with six girls in one day. I know my insecurity is playing a big part of this as I compared my non-experienced sex life to his, but the thing that bothers me the most is his character. It's so hard for me to reconcile the person I'm with now was once capable of that. He's been kind and thoughtful. He's given me the space and time to process it all. He understands it's a tough pill to swallow and has done his best to help me through it. Any advice for Lindsay? This is, this is, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, it's not that far. From. Six in one day? Okay, six is a lot, but like... Not six times in one day. Six girls in I've one day. I've made out with like six guys in a day. They've, have you had sex with two guys in one day? No, but one man's kiss is another man's... No. Boink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's the same thing. It's not? Six no. sexual intercourse experiences in the span of 24 hours. To me, I think it's un- unprecedented. Maybe I'm crazy. You don't think it's that crazy? I do. You almost did a spit take when I read that sentence. You're sucking out your hydro flask. No, I do think it's not great, but that is the man that he was. Like, you can't, you can't, like, there is, people can grow and, and change. And I don't know. I don't think she should hold it against him. It's his past. The fact I mean, that he told her about it yeah. and is giving her space, I think, are both really good signs. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's like, in, if anything, you cannot change that that happened. Like, it happened, you worrying about it or making it a part of your relationship or your insecurities doesn't change the fact that it happened. So you either have to accept it and know that he's a changed man and he's not that person that he was on that long day that he had and just like it's probably daylight savings time but i think that if you love him and he's someone that you see a future with you have to decide that you love who he is now and you're with the man he is now i can vouch as a male that a 27 year old guy is a different guy than he was at 17, 18, mm-hmm. and he's going to be different at 37 and 47 and all those things. We change, we evolve. There are so many things that I did in my past that I would never, ever do today and would even look down on somebody for doing today, which is probably hypocritical, but it's true. If that's not the guy he is anymore, I don't. It, it, I understand what you're saying about his character and what that says about his character, yeah. but immature guys are immature. I know. Like, so immature. Like, I had a guy that I was dating once. He told me he had, like, slept with, like, I think it was, like, over 100 people, and I almost spit up my drink because, in my mind, like, I haven't even broken double digits, you know? So, to, to me, hundreds was, mm-hmm. was pretty girthy, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> 
also like he was really respectful with with me and and with what I wanted. And so it's like you kind of have to just. I don't know, I, I, I don't it's like everybody has a past. And, and guys get over that stage. Mm-hmm. Guys, when they're in their early 20s, late teens, they just want to rack up numbers. Immature, like I said. But that changes as they get older and they realize what's important to them. Right. So, Lindsay, keep Tanya's mantras close by, but we think you're okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're okay. All right. We're going to call some fans in a second. Stand by. We all know that the holiday season can give people anxiety. Not only are you pressed for time, but you have to worry about showing up and showing off to the family. And with all those tasty treats just tempting you around your grandma's house, your aunt's house, your parents' house, it's hard to stick to a healthy lifestyle. Yep. And you know what I always say, don't wait for New Year to start a new you. So show up and show off as the fit version of you just waiting to come out. Start today with Open Fit. OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. I've been doing these at-home workouts and they're hard, but so easy to do just sitting. I do it in my room where I have my mirror so I can see what I'm doing. Phoebe is like pestering me the whole time, but it's so quick and easy. Well, that's great. I'm so much more motivated at home to just do it and knock it out in 40 minutes than to get in the car and drive to the gym and deal with the people and all that stuff. Yeah. What time does the class start? All of that uh-huh. stuff. Basically, what you're saying is it's accessible and it's affordable. So are you going on vacation soon and you're worried that your hotel won't have a gym? Um View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and even Roku. OpenFit brings the class to you. You get what you put in. So do you want to lose weight and keep it off? You can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. That's the right amazing. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. the right way. OpenFit has changed the way we work out and by texting our code BECCA to 303030. That's 303030. You can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text Becca to 303030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. All you have to do is text 303030 and text the word Becca. Becca. Standard message and data rates may apply. (laughs) How are you going to do this? Who are we calling first? Crystal. Yeah, Crystal. Okay, Crystal runs our, I'm like whispering, is it? <laughs> I don't know why I'm whispering. Well, is she on the line? Not, uh, she's about to be, but not until I press this button will she be able to hear us. Okay. So Crystal runs our Instagram and she's like an administrator on our Facebook group. She runs our Twitter. But, like, but, but that makes it sound like she's an employee. She's no, so she not. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Literally, she started it. We, we. I thought Tanya or Easton were running the Twitter and, <laughs> and I Instagram. I thought one of you two were doing it. So I was just, <laughs> when I found out that it was it was Crystal and she had just started it because she loves the podcast and wanted to do content for it, it just, I don't know, it like really warmed my heart. I just am so thankful for her. So thankful. And I think also at the end of the day, like the People's Choice Award, like the nomination itself comes from listeners voting the podcast in and like the win last year was because our listeners are so badass that like you know what I mean so it all comes down to 
our scrub sisters. So I think we have, it's like just a no brainer that we bring them as our plus one. So Crystal was definitely top of mind. So I guess we just call and say, um, what are you doing on Sunday? Are, are you going to watch? Oh, we should say, Crystal, we know, like, are you going to oh, watch yeah. the carpet? Do you mind doing some social or something? And then maybe we could say, actually, could you do it? From the venue at the table with us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you guys like that? I, I don't know. I wonder if you just come out and say, hey, so here's the thing. We have a plus one. And we thought it'd be great if you could join us. Keep it simpler? No? You like to like mess with her a little bit? I like a little messing. But she doesn't like know she has to calling. work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want to make like, her feel like she has to work. <laughs> hey, can you call oh, yeah, you're Sunday? right. You're right. I don't want her to right, feel right, like right. it's hurt. Right, right. Like we don't want her to come because of that. What if we said, are you are you going to watch the show on Sunday? Well, we have a plus one. We were wondering if you'd, if you'd watch come it with us. us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cute. So she's not answering. Uh, we think she might be in some sort of work meeting situation, but maybe we'll get her next. So let's try Kylie. What do we know about Kylie? Kylie, we actually met. I met Kylie for the first time at our uh, voting party for the last year's PCA, and she is like loyal loyal listener she will literally listen to the podcast and finish them before i even know that they're like up <laughs> but the funny thing is she's done it with me a few times but every time she sends tanya like a rating of how she, what she liked about the podcast and yeah. how she like what she rated like what she would rate it so she's so encouraging she's just like the best hype man at the um Wingo Tango last year, she we were together, and she's like, I'll, "I'll hold you, like I'll hold your stuff for you. I'll be your assistant." And I was like, "I don't need that, no, no." And she was just like, so wanted to be like helpful in any way that she can. It's just her personality. But, so again, yeah. we need to make it clear that we don't want her to come around and carry your stuff for you. No, she want we want her as a guest, an honored guest. Definitely don't want her to carry my stuff for me. Just want her to come and enjoy the show. Yeah, I just think it's. I think she really, like, she is very encouraging and very, like, happy-spirited. And I think she really loves, like, the vibe of the pod. And she, like, embodies the vibe of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it just makes sense. Well, after that set up for Kylie, Crystal is now available. Here she is. And there we go. Hi, Crystal. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Did we interrupt your work day? No. For you guys, no, you did not. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> um, we were wondering, are you watching the People's Choice Awards on Sunday? Yeah, of course. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing that, Crystal. You are just uh, just a gem, you know? <laughs> it's my pleasure, honestly. <laughs> well, we had a question. Okay. Would you want to watch the People's Choice Awards at the People's Choice Awards with with us? Stop it. (laughs) Stop. That's not a funny joke. (laughs) No, this is not a prank call. This is real. Wait, you're kidding, right? (laughs) No, we want you to be one of, we want you to be our plus one. Yeah. Oh my God. I might cry. Stop. <laughs> Are you available to go? Yes, I am. Yay! <laughs> Mark was saying he hoped you denied us. I think so. it'd be funny if you said, oh, geez, I got some real plans that night. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so honored. Wow. Yeah, we're just so grateful for everything you do for us out of your own just willingness to, like, 
just to want to do it. Yeah. And so we um, wanted you to be a part of this night with us. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, we will probably be sending over details so that you know timing and everything. But we can't wait to see you. Oh my God! Wow, I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, we love you. Okay, cool. So see you Sunday, girl. <laughs> oh my God! See you then. Yay! Get back to Thank your meeting. You. Go back to your meeting. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye, Crystal. Bye. 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 That was good. Yes. I was like, is it Tanya? Are you going to talk? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> what did you say? Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I loved that so much. I wish we had plus tens. Oh, that would be I fun. I know. I know if we could like book out the whole table. <laughs> yeah. All right. Easton has gotten Kylie on the phone. He's going to put her on hold here and then I'll put her up. Okay. So same, same plan or you want Tanya to drive on this one? Yeah. Tanya, you drive. Okay. All right, here we go. How did, okay. Okay, here and go. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kylie. Oh, my God. What a pleasant surprise. <laughs> we are uh, doing the podcast right now. I can tell, and my heart's beating through my chest. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm wearing my Ratitude sweatshirt. It's a great day. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Well, we just had a, I know you're working, you have a busy day, and with the People's Choice Awards coming up, we just had a question. Do you, are you, are you busy on Sunday at the PCAs? Wait, what? Uh, I don't know. Becca, do you want to take over? Um, <laughs> are you going to watch the People's Choice Awards on Sunday? Uh, yes, I will be there. Oh. I will. Yes. You'll be at the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> yes, I believe you will, too. <laughs> we will be. What will you be doing there? I will be um, on my phone videoing some both of you big celebrities walking down the carpet for E! News Instagram. Wow. So after your work day's done, after the carpet's over, are you just going to go home? Uh, have you met me? I don't have much of a life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I'm freaking out. What's going on? Please. <laughs> we were just, we were just wondering if you would be our plus ones and watch the show with us at our table. Shut <laughs> the F. You're lying. <laughs> no, you guys don't want that. There's so many other people. I'm going to cry. I'm in a workspace. <laughs> no, we want you at our table with us. No, stop. Yeah. That is, oh my God, that is the nicest thing I've ever heard, and I'm losing my mind. Can we go from fan to friend to plus one. Oh my God. <laughs> So oh my I, god, can I take pictures of you guys? We don't want you to work. We just want you to be there and enjoy it. Yeah. I, uh can I can I hold your drink? <laughs> no, I was just saying how you try to hold to be, your drink. Yeah, we'll hold your drink. We'll get you drinks. Wait, this isn't one of your pranks. This is real. You're actually asking me. That's <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah. No, Tanya's doing using her real voice so you can tell yeah. it's real. That's true. Oh, that's so true. Oh, Mark, hello. Hi. Um <laughs> Oh, my God, yes, I would be honored, and I'm going to cry. I don't know how I'm going to finish this day. Wow, thank you. We love you so much. We love you. Well, so we'll send over details uh, whenever we get them. But you'll oh be God. there, so we'll see you. Um, <laughs> and then we'll, be, we'll see you 
at the beginning and then we'll yeah, be sitting Yeah, I believe with you Kylie might done. be producing the show that I'm hosting on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yep, I'm going to be with Tanya at the beginning and then when Becca walks, I believe I'm asking her questions. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to the whole night with you then. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys so much. Thank we you. We love you. Oh, All right. I can't wait to listen to the episode tonight. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wow. That was great. I know. So sweet. That's very kind of you guys to do that. It's so fun. It's so fun. It just makes sense. Like that's they're the whole reason why we were even nominated in the first place. It is. It does make sense. Wow. That felt good. I wish we could do more. Yeah, should we just do prank calls and (laughs) No, because that'd be mean. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I do think I do think Kylie is um producing the the did you have a brain fart and that came to your mind? Yes, after as she I was asking her, because I was like, I know fully well what she's doing that day because I'm going to probably be with her for the beginning part of it. Well, that's great. Now she's not going home. She's staying with us yeah. for the fun part. She gets to have some fun. Not all work. Yeah. Perfect. Some work, some play. Some great work, balance. Some yeah. Well, um,. I guess until the next time we'll be here, we'll be post People's Choice or... Yeah, we'll be two Peters. We'll be celebrating. We'll I think be... it's just a repeat. The second time is just a repeat. Two Pete. No, I don't think it's two Pete. I don't think we that's have thing. had this conversation <laughs> so many times and it's a two Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, sister. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... Um, I guess that's it for now. Do Do you want to tell them what we're, we're oh, wearing? Wait. Oh yeah, excuse me, we're not dying yet. <laughs> He's still alive. Uh, Heart's still beating. Just checking in. He came we're, back in. We decided that we wanted to channel the trophy and wear gold mm-hmm. as the theme, which is presenting itself a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, gold dresses are uh, hard to find. Tough. But then we, I thought we had decided metallics, heavy metals, heavy metals. Yeah, I like a theme. I could be in pink. Who knows at this point? Metallic pink. Huh, I don't yeah, hate it. You have to be cohesive. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna look exactly how you want me to look, <laughs> ma'am. Just cohesion. I think it's so, so solidarity. Yeah. I gotcha. Like I'll, find, child. I'll find a gold dress for you. Mm. Hope we don't clash in our gold. It's presenting a little bit of a challenge. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we'll see you Sunday. And and tune into the stream before. Oh yeah, watch the Tony on the stream. Yeah. <laughs> and and have fun in New York. And have fun in Cabo. I miss and, you already. And I miss you too. Time of death. 12.52. <sighs> Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds. Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.